0: A Radio One ninety one FM podcast. We are joined by Jeannie Hayden to discuss Wild Dunedin's annual Festival of Nature, which begins on International Earth Day, April twenty second, and runs till April twenty eighth. The Festival of Nature invites people of all ages and walks of life to join in and engage with the events centered around topics such as sustainability, art, and Dunedin's marine wildlife. Hi, Jeannie. How are you? Hi, pure Gemma. Thank you for um talking to us. Of course. Mm -hmm. So what inspired the theme of Our Sea for the New Zealand Festival of Nature this year?
1: Um, It actually was a theme that we've been wanting to do for quite a few years. In fact, we had it lined up for 2021, but as we had to cancel our rewilding festival in 2020 because of COVID, uh, we had to move it out. So. Um, We have been promising New Zealand Marine Studies at Otago University. We've worked really closely with them over the years and they have been really looking forward to actually getting an event that um, is about their territory, the sea, and the coastline that um, goes into the sea. So it's called Down to the Sea, which we... um, wanted to also emphasise that whatever happens on land um, does affect the little critters that live in the sea. So um, the, the, we have a variety of events all around the sea. Marine studies have a huge number of events all happening, um, and a lot of them are around our first day, which is on Earth Day um, at St Kilda Beach. We're hoping the weather's going to be fine. The forecast isn't very good. But we are going to be um, doing a huge uh, land art structure, sculpture out of sand and um, all the debris that, that comes up to the beach. And um, so marine studies are also doing roaming the seashore, looking at rock pools and things we're going to have. People uh, from DOC talking about um, how to keep your dog safe on the beach because now sea lions are becoming so uh, numerous around our coastline that they're they're parking up on our um, popular beaches like St. Kilda and St. Clair. So it's to really uh, teach people how to keep them safe and their dogs safe. And... um, also, the, uh, the, while this land art is happening, it's going to be a live stream because we we have had a number, of, even within our committee dropping out with COVID, so uh, a number of people are isolating and so we have three events that are going to be live streamed um, so people can go onto our programme and click that they're interested in listening to it. It's going to be what you call Slow TV because they will see this artwork being created over a a three to four hour period um, with some volunteers. So it's a community art event, but we do have international land artists who are supervising it and have come up with the concept.
0: So
1: that's how we're going to start our festival. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and see. <laughs> <laughs> um, your website says there's over a hundred events that will be happening during this festival. Mm-hmm. Um, could you tell us a little bit about another event that you're very excited about?
1: Um, well, we uh, what we have done this year um, because we had regional event funding, we had to make the festival open or more attractive to even a wider um, sort of um, uh, interest areas in the community. So we have included um, more restaurants for the dining public who want to go and experience dining either with wild food or with um, sustainable food because we are looking at... um, trying to make and um, have sustainable living quite a, a strong arm to our festival and 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 the growing that side. So probably the first event that just went sold out within a day was the George Street Orchard. So this is Rory Harding who's situated on George Street itself and he manages to grow an incredible range of subtropical fruit and food all year round on one of those sort of large back sections Um, and it's quite incredible but so people are very very interested we have discovered that they're very interested in getting into becoming more sustainable themselves so that's an area we're going to continue to grow um And this year we're doing uh, something else that's quite different and that we're theming a whole day at the museum and on the Saturday we've got another whole theme which is called uh, Wild About the Sea and so it's focusing a lot of our events all about going on boats and doing events on the harbour. We just hope the weather will play ball for that on Saturday but on next um, Wednesday there's a whole day in the museum um, with on sea lions and seals and we thought we would have a day and it's from Little East with a puppet show um, right through to in the evening for which will be very interesting for quite a few of your North Island students who are interested in surfing um, that you know up North, you're not likely to see as many sea lions in the surf. So uh, we have photographer and surfer Derek Morrison giving a talk on um, how to cope with, how to behave around sea lions, and um, and and they how they how well probably a lot about he names he names them all he knows them all and he works with the Sea Lion Trust. So he's going to tell lots of nice anecdotes about. Some of the characters, and I think that's really quite important because you learn. If you learn about an animal, you you and you no longer become so afraid. And we've done the same with spiders in the um at this, um, the city library. We've got a spider expert to talk about spiders because often the fear is not knowing and having these automatic of something big or something scary like a spider. So that's what we see our job as, is making them a bit more, so you understand them and probably less afraid of them and less likely to squash them or lash out at a sea lion, which I think people, if they did that, would come off second best.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Um, how has the recent change to orange light evicted the event planning for the festival?
1: Um, because it only happened right at the end, we we have all the festival events were planned under um, the red traffic light regulations. So we do have limited numbers at events, but we, like, say, for our Land Art Day, if by a miracle it's a beautiful sunny day and we get lots of people at the beach then because it's outside we don't have to worry about keeping it to 100 I don't expect that many people will turn up anyway but it is um, it means that we don't so about that end of things but all our events have been planned under red because we feel and we, we ask that everyone wears masks for indoor activities because um, COVID is raging through the city and we want to keep people safe. Um, So we have really kept, except we're not doing the vaccine passes. Um, So that's made a huge difference. That'll make a huge difference for us just not to have to manage that. Um, So, But we are asking people to keep social distance. Wear masks inside. And our events have been planned so that there's not too many people in one place at one time.
0: Amazing. And uh, lastly, how is Wild Dunedin's Festival of Nature planning on targeting the many different audiences we have here in Dunedin?
1: Well, um, we try our best to target as wide an audience as possible. Um, We, of course... We really are focusing, because we are in the school holidays, we focus probably about 50% of our program on uh, family audiences because we feel the young children, to encourage young people to get into nature will be something they will carry on all the rest of their life. And um, it's very impressive when you talk to some of these young children. They know so much more than we ever did about nature at their age. And um, they have to know because we need to be friends with nature to actually try to fix what's um, gone wrong. And so we focus quite a bit on um, getting families out into nature. We have events all over the city, not just in inside venues. Luckily, we do have some inside venues if the weather really turns but we do, we're all along the city boundary and luckily Dunedin has such a, a huge city boundary from um, way up in um, south of Kar- Karatane, right, or Wakawaiti and then right down to Outram um, and up into, we haven't really got anything up in the March area this year but we probably will next year because um, we've really focused on the coast. But we have events all over the city, so we're hoping that we can encourage the small communities and our local libraries and, um, are all doing events. We're not just concentrating at all in the city library, but um, quite a bit is in the city because it also makes easier access for students um, because you can't... Um, always have transport. Usually we put on wild buses, which take people out to some of our special wild places. But with COVID, we decided not to do that because there's a hesitancy for people to be um, all together on a bus for a long period of time. So we're not doing that this year, but we will continue that in other years just to try to give access to as many people to nature but we're very lucky in Dunedin it's all around us we've got our town belt um, which is full of nature the botanic gardens so there's lots um, that you can easily walk to so we're trying to get as wide a audience as possible because we really want to push that uh, Dunedin is the wildlife capital of New Zealand <laughs> And that's why we've claimed it as New Zealand's festival of nature because we do have iconic wildlife here and we are surrounded by stunning scenery. Um, And in the past it's been the visitors who've all, you know, (laughs) been enjoying that. But, you know, there's lots of locals that are discovering that as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny, for talking to us today. Oh, that's fine. Thank you
1: very much for asking us. And I do hope that you can pick up programs at the Central Library.
0: Yes. If you want a
1: paper program, but um, your audience will be uh, digital native, so go online to wilddoneden.nz and you'll see the program, and there's plenty of archive stuff in there too. And uh, for all those students out there who would like to volunteer and for future um you know to be part of our future team we'd love to hear from you so um do get in touch because we're looking for lots of young science communicators or just people who are interested in nature
0: perfect thank you jeannie thank you